Hey guys, welcome to our second episode of our VDYM podcast. Now, if you missed episode one about social media with brother David Zunega, you got to go back and check it out. It's like, it's that good. But today we have somebody special for our music department. If you guys are interested into worship, worship leading, or just anything with dealing with music, we have the band for you. Hey, what's up, guys? We got none other than Brother Christopher Branch. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm a little hungry, but I'm going to make it. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, because I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you, too. <laughs> so, to start us off, can you just tell us where you're from? I am from Richmond, Virginia, born and raised all my life. What church you go to? The Pentecostals of Richmond. Oh, that's where uh, Bishop Forbush is at, isn't yes, it? Yes, sir. That's pasta. Pastor Forbush. <laughs> so, our first question for you is, when did you first feel the call to worship ministry? Um, well, I first felt the call to ministry. Uh, it was probably right after high school, my last year. Um, it was kind of a process of getting there. Um, I had been involved a little bit, kind of just helping out. Uh, helping the youth pastor. I was connected to him quite a bit, but it was at an Illuminate conference, uh, the very first one actually in 2011. That's where I got the Holy Ghost. And the sermon that was preached there was just about making a difference, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So after that, you know, that, that back to school rally, basically, I just wanted to do something. And it wasn't until later that year, maybe, that it kind of materialized into music and singing and worship ministry. But it just started off in wanting to do something at first. So from from that point, how can you say that you've grown to build up to your calling? Like, what did you do to grow into your calling? Um, I, other than that thing at Illuminate Conference, I don't think for me it was one, like, the Lord spoke to me and was like, you're going to do music. I think it was a lot of things that just happened over time that I, it's weird. It's weird, man. I was having a conversation with my dad and we we're talking about what I wanted to do, you know, kind of like in college and just all that stuff. And I'm I'm starting to get really connected with church uh, at this, this point in my life. And he said something to me. He said, well, you should do what you love. And that just kind of connected with me. He said, just do what you love. And I said, well, what do I love? And uh, it was music at that point. And I said, well, that's what I want to do. I want to do music. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, like I said, I had just gotten the Holy Ghost. I had been in church kind of maybe in and out for a few years, just starting to get really a solid foundation. And I want to do music. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of grew from there. It started off with trying to join the choir. I uh, did that after I got baptized in December 12th, 2012, 12, 12, 12, ironically. <laughs> I just joined the choir, and Brother Brian, um, our worship leader at the time, just invested in me. But I just wanted to sing. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to sing. I, I bought a guitar. Didn't know how to play it. $99. <laughs> I remember I was in Myrtle Beach. I was with uh, some friends for like their family reunion. I just said, I got $150 left. I'm going to buy a guitar. 
<laughs> and I lugged it around the whole time. But um, it just went from there to, okay, you know, you've been out of school for a year. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to college? That's kind of what my mom's telling me. And I said, well, Brother Brian had went to Bible college. And I asked him, so what's what's Bible college all about? So yeah. I'm I'm basically a new babe in Christ, you know, and I'm like, well, what's Bible college? And he said, well, you go to Bible college for ministry and you would go to a secular college to develop or build a career. And I said, OK, I'm going to go to Bible college. And <laughs> if you if you look back at it, it I feel like I didn't have. Uh, the Lord said, go to Bible college. Yeah, the yeah. Indiana Bible College is where you're going to go. I didn't. I, I really didn't. You know, I did ask Pastor about it. I talked to Brother Brian about it. I talked to my parents about it, which, if you didn't know, my parents do not go to church with me. I, I've been going to church by myself since I was probably like 14 or 15. Um, both of my parents are Baptists. Mm-hmm. But even still, they were supportive. And they said, if that's what you want to do, then do it. Pastor prayed about it, and he got back to me and said, I feel good about it. So there's this kid who um, is going to Bible college one year out of high school, a few years in church, just wants to do something for God. Then he's like, I want to join the choir. You know, I never said, oh, I want to be the worship leader of this and that, and I want to have my own music department, and I want to lead worship at this big thing. I just wanted to do something. And Bible college just kind of came up. I heard about it, and I went. I packed everything I w- like I had, like my whole closet, and I showed up to a ministry school in some sweatpants <laughs> and a Nike shirt. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. I showed up in some Nike sweats, all blue, with the matching slides and the T-shirt, <laughs> like I was coming to play basketball. I had never set my eyes on this school. I had never, like, I heard some music because I, I looked it up, and I was like, wow, they're really good. They got some great music there. And I just showed up with all these pastor's kids and – pastors daughters and sons and like worship leader sons and these people who a lot of people knew and stuff like that and i'm just this random kid showing up standing out because they're like nice and business casual and suit coats it's just me and my mom my sister there like standing out someone i'm not gonna say (laughs) that but someone was like oh i thought you was with a different organization (laughs) (laughs) you know like i'm not gonna say there's no shade of them but they were just like, I thought you was one of them. And I was like, <laughs> no, nah, man. I just didn't know. I just showed up. It just was what it was. But yeah, that's kind of how it developed. And it was just history from there. Just one thing after another, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. So so what can you say? Like um, you mentioned about being uh, not being a worship leader, but now you are the worship leader yeah. at uh, the Pentecostal Richmond. So what can you say in that period of waiting? You going to school, you 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 was a successful youth leader that was over the music department there. So what can you say in that period of waiting? What did you do to make it through that? Well, in Bible college, you know, the first two years of being at Bible college, again, like I said, I didn't have a name attached to me. I wasn't like the such and such son and this and stuff like that, whatever. So my peers, no one like knew me. I was just that dude who could sing all right. Like, I, I wasn't, I don't think I'm the most amazing singer in the world, um, but I was much worse my freshman year. Let's just put it that oh, way. Yeah. I remember them days. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough, man. Like, it was rough, but I could hold a decent tune. And But those first two years, man, it was just investing. 
I guess you could say those two years were I took vocal lessons and piano lessons and guitar lessons. And I was the annoying guy in room B12. I was practicing <laughs> my my vocal scales. Uh, all, bro, 12 o'clock every day in room <laughs> B12 in my room, had the CD in the my computer, like going at it, bro, an hour, two hours every day. Just just practicing, just practicing how to sing, practicing breathing techniques. Like to this day, Jordan Gobin lived under me and he was my roommate the first semester, second semester. He he moved downstairs mm-hmm. and he said, bro, I know every day at 12 you're going to sing. I had to move my nap time because I would wake him up <laughs> and he would say, I hate you because all <laughs> I hear. He said, bro, at 12 o'clock, he could be asleep at 1130, 12 o'clock every day, midday. Uh, you know <laughs> but that's all my first two years were it was learning it was you know when i could go on msas which are just student outings where they get to go minister at churches mm-hmm. it would be churches man like five people 10 people 50 people 20 people but those were the times i got to practice leading worship uh-huh. i had led a few times here but i really got to go and like sing and and work on trying to connect with the congregation who doesn't know you and doesn't care who your name is. You know what I'm saying? Like they just yeah. came to church and the pastor and pastor's wife are doing everything with maybe two or three other people. And they're like, you guys got the whole service. Y'all preach. Y'all, y'all do the music, take up the offering. We just going to sit down and just enjoy service, you know, but it was in those moments <laughs> that made, that made me in 2020 who I am. Uh-huh. Um, I got to fail. I think that's a big deal is I got to go and it didn't work. And sometimes you fall on your face and I got to go and figure it out. I got to work it and and just shape it out. It's like a basketball player. It's in the gym. Mm -hmm. What makes them the better player on Sundays or whenever they play, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And even as a worship leader, like some people, maybe they grab the mic and they were just, the power of God just fail, you know, but yeah. for me, <laughs> you know, like God can use who he wants to, but just the craft of worship leading, that's where it was for me. Those first two years really struggling and, and even st- I'm still learning. I'm still learning years later. Um, but a lot of people will say, Oh, I don't even remember you at school your first two years. Well, of course not. Cause I was <laughs> just the dude helping setting up and just being there was just in corral in choir you know, no one knew me, and I was okay with that. Like, I, I, I don't care. But that's what people have to do. And I don't think a lot of people are willing to do that, to just sit at home in their room and just pick up the guitar and just play and just practice. Or to say, practice singing. How many people actually practice singing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you like could ask someone, how do you practice singing? I don't know. <laughs> but that's what it was for me, and it's what it still is for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I hope they answered that question. Yeah, you went above and beyond on that question, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, with all that being said, I know that also what led you to becoming Till Worship Leader, you, you started off at the Youth Worship Leader. You were the music director over the youth. Mm-hmm. How can you uh, help out those that want to do that in their church or that that's doing that currently? I never had to do anything for it to happen. I never like, like obviously I went to school to learn that, but I majored in biblical studies. Mm-hmm. I majored in theology, you know, and I minored in worship studies. 
I just prepared myself as best that I could. I just poured in and someone would ask, hey, can you do this? My very first time leading worship at IBC, well, actually, no, my very first time singing in a chapel worship service, just tenor. Um, a good friend of mine was like, man, I, uh, hey, man, you want to sing? It was like 20 people at Wingstop. We're just hanging out. He gets a text message. Oh, oh man, I forgot. I was supposed to sing chapel, practice at chapel. We're at Wingstop, practice in an hour. He goes, hey, will you sing for me? And I just said, sure. I didn't care who was leading. I didn't care what songs it were. I didn't care who I had to sing with. I didn't care none of that. I just said, sure. And I became the guy who would just say yes. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. You could ask me five minutes before. I would be like, sure. I could I could not have a voice. could be hoarse. I just made myself available. I just made myself available. I poured into trying to learn and do the best that I could. I tried to make sure my heart was right spiritually and stuff like that. And God just opened doors mm-hmm. to where I didn't have to go around school. Hey, I sang tender for anybody. You know, I I didn't have to push myself. Even here at church, after I graduated, I called pastor and I said, hey, what do you feel is the next best step? Mm -hmm. And he said, come home. I said, okay. He didn't say come home and then you're going to do this. um, And then for two years, you'll serve under Brian. And then, you know, this will happen and all that stuff. No, I just said, okay. I just made myself available and doors opened. You know, I, I didn't have to push. That's almost like the story of my life, man. I just prepared myself. I did everything I could to get better and grow and draw close to God, but God opened every door. Amen. What? So, your attitude. the The biggest take from this is your attitude towards all that time, like all that things you had to go through. You never had like a negative attitude that uh, I'm not doing it or whatever. Yeah. So, how can you help? help whoever wants to be the next worship leader at their church or join the worship team? How can they perfect their, their approach to doing that? Um, I, I think for me is I started out rough. So when people say, bro, you up there smashing. Like I remember those days where like I would try and lead worship at, some church in the backwoods of Ohio on the MSA and I was just shaking and I was scared and sometimes I still get that way, mm-hmm. but God opened every door. I didn't push it. Like I said, right. So there's that. And then I'm not the naturally gifted guy. I think I have charisma in the sense of I'm a people person, but as far as singing, as far as learning how to connect with a, a congregation, as far as like feeling after the spirit, in a worship service. Mm-hmm. All those things were taught to me. I was like, I literally, I didn't grab the microphone and was just like, ooh, that boy nice. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I didn't have the last name where, where some people would be like, oh, that's such and such son? Oh, you know he got that old. Like, uh-huh. that that wasn't me. So I started, it, it, in God's eyes, th- this is not correct to say in God's eyes, but in my own eyes, mm-hmm. I started as nobody. Yeah. I started as the guy <laughs> at, at youth camp who didn't know anybody, who nothing, like no one knew I had the potential or the seed to sing. Mm -hmm. So I think I still carry that because God opened every door, bro. Like I worked very hard because you should work hard Mm -hmm. to develop and grow my gifts. But because I'm not the, I wake up and just had it. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of that is why. Dude, I had a friend of mine. I remember this, bro. 
and this was like my sophomore year of Bible college, and they meant no harm by it, mm-hmm. none at all. But I had I, we were just having a conversation, man. It's probably like one in the morning. We're in the dorms. We're sitting there, and he goes, "Bro, you need to be a biblical studies major." And I was like, "Why?" You know, he said, "Because, bro, like." He said, one, you're a great speaker. You connect with people, all that stuff. You're a preacher. And he said, okay. And I said, but I just really love music. He said, but bro, he's like, he said, if that really, if that really was you, you would be singing like such and such. And you would be singing like such and such. And I was the dude in chorale that I would try out for everything and get nothing. But I would try. I would, like, I wasn't afraid to fail. I would just jump. Bro, I would jump off the ledge and say, all right, here we go. <laughs> oh, I hit my face. I, I failed, but I would still try and learn every song. You know, and that person said to me, he's like, bro, you need to preach. Or not like in just a anybody can preach, but in a sense of you need to look into that because this music thing just, it just ain't really on you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. But I didn't stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but it felt like if I had had a big ego in that moment, it would have crushed it. But I already didn't have an ego. So I, I don't know, man. I feel like it's hard to answer that question. I hope that answered it. Mm-hmm. But because of the path that I felt like God put me on, I definitely didn't choose this. I, if you asked me when I was 10, mm-hmm. you want to be a worship leader? Dude, I want to play in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that didn't work out, obviously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But – I think that's why, and I think that's helped to keep me humble, and I try to be intentional about it and remembering, man, this is why I started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what can you uh, tell someone that needs to prepare? Like, what should they do in preparation for? What the, oh, that's a good question. Watch worship leaders. This is very practical. I'm just going to be practical. Watch other worship leaders that you, you like because I feel like worship leading is a craft but it's just as much spiritual. So everybody knows you should be praying. You should be faithful to church. You should be uh, connecting to your church, to your local church, serving in your local church in some form of capacity. Everyone knows that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you should be listening to music. Watch live worship leaders. Look up apostolic worship leaders leading at Youth Congress or something like that. You know, look up your favorite whatever. I mean, Look up Israel. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, look up Carrie Joe. I used to do that. I used to watch everybody, bro. Like, yeah. I would be studying a worship leader at maybe a conference mm-hmm. or even here at church. I would watch Brian. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in a choir, but I was watching what he did. I was watching how he connected with people. Even Pastor. Pastor will come up to this day, man. Pastor will, will get up and he'll just grab the mic and he'll start singing a song. And that's leading worship. He's the pastor, but he's leading worship. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's taking us to that place, and I, I watch. Dude, I'm, I study what they do, when they do it, what's going on when they do it. I'm a people watcher. And it's my strength, but it can also be my weakness. Um, but that's something you can do, is just watch people who are effective. Not popular, but effective. Because you can have an effective worship leader in front of you, but they don't have a following. But they're mm-hmm. very effective at connecting with their church. And no one knows who they are. But watch them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do that and pour into yourself. Pour into your, your singing ability. 
because I mean, you can be a amazing connector and like you can just fall off the spirit and stuff like that. But if you can't sing, it's it's kind of hard. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. subjective. <laughs> I'm not saying can't sing like, oh, I'm not as good as the next person. Oh, I'm talking about you're not comparing yourself to other people. But it's like I just want to better myself. I want to better my skill. Mm-hmm. I want to I sing my scales because I want to work on my ear. I, I practice my breathing. Work on your craft. That's as simple as that. And I think if you're doing all of that, even though your time isn't or your number's not called, mm-hmm. God sees those things. Yeah. He sees all that. God sees all of that, even when no one else does. And you don't have to brag to people, you know, because someone might say, ah, I can't leave worship Wednesday night. Mm, I got to work over or just something crazy or my kids, blah, blah, blah. And they say, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Can you can you cover this? It could be as small as just singing tenor or it could be I need you to lead worship or can you lead this song? Such and such can't be here. They were supposed to lead this song. Mm-hmm. Can you do it? But you've been working all along. You've been preparing yourself for that moment. You've been pouring into yourself. You've been practicing. You've been praying. You're, you're connected with the Lord. Your heart's right and all these things. But someone doesn't call your number and it's just like, ooh, um, maybe next time. Because sometimes there is no maybe next time. You know what I mean? You just got to be ready. Yeah. So my next question is for those that already is in the in the praise team, chorale, choir, whoever, so what can you tell them about just being effective in w- their trade? Um, Dude, I feel like this question, I should be asking the answer to this question. <laughs> but I'm learning connect with your pastor. Ask questions to the team. I don't have all the answers. I'm just going to be mm-hmm. straight up. I don't, I don't have all the answers. But no one knows this church better than pastor does. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no one knows this church. Even even with Brother Brian, I call Brother Brian. I'm like, hey, Brother Brian, what do you think about this worship set? Mm-hmm. I, I ask. And if he doesn't agree, he will tell me why I don't think that's a good song because of X, Y, Z. Or maybe we should rearrange it for X, Y, Z. He's been at this church for 17 years, bro. Yeah. He knows a little something. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. So it would be foolish of me not to ask the leaders who've been here and invested here even asking certain people on the team. Now, you don't have to ask everybody. You don't have to put a poll up on Instagram and say, um, how great is our God or your great name this Sunday? You know, but you can ask specific people who are invested that you trust and just say, what do you think? Am I, how am I doing? And be ready for that criticism because yeah. you might not like you might not like it, you know, yeah. but be ready for the correction. Mm-hmm. Ask. Ask. It's as simple as that. And, and even in that, you have to humble yourself to be like, I got all the answers. I, I'm feeling this song. This is a good song. Y'all should just get with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get you. So due to time constraints, we got to go to our last question. All right, let's do it. So you've been a youth leader, a youth music director, and now you are the worship leader at the Pentecostals of Richmond. So our question to you is, with the world we live in right now, how can we use music to help us? Like help the church or like help. So how can we use the music to help? Like uh, we have secular music, we have rap, uh, R&B, uh, whatever. Ooh, this is loaded. <laughs> this is a loaded question. Exactly. Uh, that we have um, all that stuff. But how can we use like Christian music or even the ministry of music ministry to help us? 
in this world we live in right now. Mm. That's such a hard question to answer. How can we use music to help us? Well, I will say this. Oh, ooh, I got a good example. I got a good example. This is when I was like 11. All right. So I'm 11 years old. I've always loved music and kind of had a special place for music. And I was listening to some very ungodly, unchristian, <laughs> bad music. And I, oh, you know, like I said, I'm 11. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And this is before I'm coming to the Pentecostals of Richmond. This is before I'm apostolic, you know, and mm-hmm. born again, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. This is before all that. Mm-hmm. I was a Baptist, though. I was a Baptist. And, but I'm listening to this music, and I was just like, dude, I'm depressed. I'm 11. I'm like 11, 12 years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to name who the artist is, but it's like rough rap, bro. Like it's <laughs> it's it's rough stuff. And I was just like, why am I always angry? Why am I always just like this cloud over me? And I said, I don't know. Randomly, I heard of like Bob Marley, okay? <laughs> now, if all y'all don't know, Bob Marley – does not sing Christian music. You know, he has different beliefs and stuff. But he's the positive, no worries, creepy, about a thing. You know, that that's his. <laughs> that's Bob Marley's style. And uh-huh. I said, you know what? I'm going to only listen to Bob Marley for like a month. And I had like this one CD. I used to buy so many CDs and get my parents to buy CDs for me. And I said, I'm going to only listen to this. We in my headphones, in the car, and all this stuff, <laughs> right? Keep, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Uh-huh. And... I'm catching on to the songs. I'm singing the songs, all these happy songs, the songs about love, you know, hippie stuff. And I noticed something. After about that that month was over with, I was just like, I feel happy. I feel positive. Mm -hmm. I feel cheerful. I don't feel depressed and angry and aggressive like all that rap I was listening to, right? Mm -hmm. And this isn't a dig at rap, you know. You know, I know people like Christian rap, but – I was listening to very ungodly rap. Yes. And I noticed something at like the age of 11 or 12. Literally, I'm a kid. Mm-hmm. But I noticed the difference in how I felt when I was pumping music into my ears, right? Mm-hmm. So how can we use music to help us? Filter your music because it makes a difference. It makes a difference in what's in your heart. It makes a difference in, you know what I'm saying, what's in your mind. It makes a difference in your spirit because music is powerful, bro. Nothing is more catchy than a song. You could you could name a song right now from when you were like 15 or someone could sing that joint or you could hear it going down the street, someone's windows down. And you just go, uh-huh. oh, I remember that. And it's like <laughs> word for word. Nah. You haven't sung that song. You haven't listened to it. You ain't even seen the cover of the album. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But one time you hear it and it's just like it just comes right back like it's nothing. So that tells me music is literally downloaded into, like, your mind, into your spirit. It does something. Like, music's powerful. So what I listen to is literally downloading into my spirit. And if I'm a worship leader, if I'm a person who we use music to to, to usher in the presence of God, we use music to help minister to people's needs, whatever I download in my heart will come out. And I it may not come out in a sense of, like, um... Like, I might not recite the lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. But it might hinder my sensitivity to what should be downloaded into it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. When I listen to spiritual music that takes me to deep places and I use it in my prayer time, I associate that that prayer time and those spiritual moments 
So then on the platform, mm-hmm. when I feel that moment, I'm like, ah, I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. I associate with that feeling. This is the this is the time we need to just kind of let the music flow. Everybody lift your hands. Come on, God's about to move right here. Mm-hmm. Because it's been downloaded into my, my spirit and my heart. So if all I've been listening to is just trash all week, uh-huh. and then yeah. Sunday comes... All I have downloaded into me is that stuff. And I don't have the spiritual stuff downloaded into me. I don't have the presence of God downloaded into me. I don't have any of that. And I'm trying to press for the things that aren't there, and it won't happen. Right. So I think music can help us so much, but it can also hurt us a lot. It can hurt us a whole lot. Amen to that, brother. I want to say on the behalf of the Virginia District, we really appreciate that you had the time to come out and talk to us. Man, thanks for having me, man. I, I enjoy talking. This is fun. This this is how we talk. Everyone thinks we joke all the time, and we do. But we also have serious, you know, talks and stuff like that. So I, I enjoyed this. This is cool. Man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bro, it was a pleasure of just getting insight on the music ministry from you. But guys, that's it for our second episode. Make sure you follow us at VDYM on Instagram. And make sure you stay tuned for our upcoming episodes the first Monday of each month. See ya.